Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I'm your host, Manny G, and I'm joined by the Joy-Con master himself, <laughs> TX Andy Man. What is up, buddy? Dude, just here, man, just here. I am the proud owner of many, many Joy-Cons. Yes, you're a Nintendo, collector. That Nintendo <laughs> is going to fix for me now. The Joy-Con <laughs> graveyard. <laughs> I'm going to put them through their paces. Yes, uh, yes. See how the, see how this repair thing turns up. We'll talk about that. But first, Andy, we have a couple guests with us. I'm really from excited. Potato. Potato. The <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it is Fluffy and the Admiral himself, hey, Mr. Nips. What's up, That's guys? Right. Hey, buddy. How oh, are I'm you? I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for coming. Yeah, so hey, yeah. in case people don't know, Tell us about your podcast. Fl- Fluffy, you want to start off and Admiral, you could finish. What is what is the Potato Thumbs podcast all about? Um, well, uh, Potato Thumbs podcast, I guess, in a nutshell, is all about uh, myself and Admiral Nips having fun. Um, it's kind of, uh, kind of what we set out to do from the beginning, and we have held strong now into year three. Um, nice. Yeah, we talk. We talk Destiny. We talk uh, what other video games we're playing. Gwent. Um, yes. Yeah, the typically Gwent. Gwent, Witcher, <laughs> things CD Projekt Red makes. Uh, I know I have a Switch. I play some Switch games. Um, sometimes we talk about beer. Talk about music. Yeah, I don't know. Just have fun. Try and try and make mm. each other laugh a lot. I used to consider you guys a Destiny centric podcast, but now yeah. I. Uh, I've come, I've come for full circle and realized that you're a, you're definitely a, a, a much more well-rounded podcast than that. You know, that was, that was my, my prejudice, if you will, right? Before <laughs> I, I was like, oh, you know, I know how much Fluffy likes comp and, you know, AVP. <laughs> and, and certainly there's a lot of talk about that, but you guys yeah. are such an entertaining podcast because you guys really do, I mean, swing, from uh, the chandelier, if you will, like, uh, it's it's a ton of fun to listen to you guys. Yeah, we uh, I mean, we met because of Destiny, started mm-hmm. hanging out because of Destiny, and now that we're into year three, we you know have actually gotten together, been like real life friends, and met in real life. Uh, mm-hmm. And while Destiny is still like the heart of the podcast, there's so many other things that we oh, we yeah, both definitely. like, and uh, we. We are not able to talk ourselves out of, uh, you know, talking about the things we also love outside of Destiny. So it all comes in. Well, I'm jealous, you know, because uh, Manny and I haven't uh, taken that next step, if you will, in our <laughs> it to relationship. <laughs> we haven't taken it to the next level yet, but I'm going to have to break down yeah. and come see him. And he's going to be us. disappointed because all the selfies I share with him, they're like, uh, they have all these filters on it. So when we first meet, <laughs> he's going to be all disappointed. What is this? 
Where's your dog ears? <laughs> I thought you had a mullet. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's it's easy though because we're like four hours apart, you know. So it's it's a pretty easy drive to like hang out, and there's stuff to do mm. in both cities. So mm. it it makes it it makes it fun. It might actually be literally four turns from my house to Fluffy's. <laughs> this is like, it's four hours, but it's, oh wow, that's it's funny. like a straight shot. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. You know, Fluff, though, that's still an accomplishment because we all know, we all know how much of a, uh, of like a city snob Nips can be, right? Yeah. He's got yeah. his, his list of, uh, what, well, I'm sorry, we can't curse. So what do we call it? How do we clean the it up? Special there, city yeah. list? Yeah. <laughs> <The> special <laughs> city. <laughs> yeah. There you Garbage go. cities? Garbage yeah, cities? I like that. I like that. I like that. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, he likes he likes Minneapolis, so I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. I like St. Paul more. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny they're they they are different. Like they're right next to each other, but they're very different cities for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for joining us this week, guys. And uh, we've got a bit of news. Let's do it. Let's well, I'm do excited. it. First up, Nintendo will fix your broken Joy Cons for free. Refunding prior repairs as well. This story comes to us from Kotaku. And Andy, you have had a ton of problems with your Joy-Cons, haven't you? A better way to say it is I have been complaining a ton about uh, <laughs> one problem that I've had with my Joy-Cons. No, no, I've certainly, I, I've had the drift issue with my, um, with my original Joy-Cons. Um, yeah. And I opted to... Uh, just get them replaced because I sure. attributed that to, uh, just heavy usage, uh, from my kids. Uh, when Fortnite first dropped on the Switch, my, my Gabe, my youngest, uh, was just crushing Fortnite on that little thing, uh, when it first came out. And, you know, he, he I mean, you can hear him clicking and clacking on that, on those <laughs> Joy Cons whenever they came like out. It was so, his job. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it owed him money. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, uh, so yeah, I got, I had the drift, but, uh, but you know what? The second set that I bought have mm-hmm. been fine. Good, good. Yeah. So quick question. So, um, stick drift is something that I've had happen on every controller I've ever had, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. PlayStation, Xbox, doesn't matter. I'm on my second elite controller. Like things wear out. Um, my Joy Cons haven't worn out yet. Do you like? I mean, Andy, how how long did you have them? I mean, you think they have like a thousand, two thousand hours of play on them, or you think it's way less than that? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. No, I, I'm nowhere near that. I mean, the game that I play on my Switch is mostly Diablo. Uh, the boys uh, do some Smash on there, and then prior to that. It, you know, it was the Fortnite that they were playing. And, but even then, like, all in all, I, I would be shocked if we had more than, oh, my gosh, 500 hours? Okay. Yeah. I don't think we're even close to that, really. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, it happened really, really fast with those that first set. The second set, like I said, have been fine. But nonetheless, I, uh, I'm definitely going to get them fixed. But, Manny, you want me to read an article. That's your job. You ready? Buddy. That's what I'm paying you for. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) Checks in the mail. Uh, From Kotaku, following continued reports that the Nintendo Switch's Joy-Con controllers are drifting, in quotes, a Vice story today 
I love that Vice picked this story up. I feel like they have more important things in the world. But anyway, uh, a Vice story today claims that Nintendo is instructing its customer service representatives to repair the controllers for free. No questions asked. And anyone who has previously paid to get one repaired will now be refunded. Speaking with a source familiar with Nintendo's updated customer support documentation... The Vice report says the company's internal documents now include the lines, customers will no longer be requested to provide proof of purchase for Joy-Con repairs. Additionally, it is not necessary to confirm warranty status. If a customer requests a refund for a previously paid Joy-Con repair, confirm the prior repair and then issue a refund. Nintendo's only statement on the issue was earlier this week and was simply a vague recommendation that anyone affected by this issue visit the company's support website. If the, cha- if the changes listed in this story have indeed been made, that would indicate Nintendo is now taking the matter a lot more seriously. Joy-Con drift is an issue where the thumbsticks in on Nintendo's Switch controllers detect movement and begin to drift even when the player is not touching uh, the controller. I will add one more thing to this. The, the drift, you mentioned, Fluffy, that you've had drift. And yes, drift is a fact of life, right, um, on controllers. Uh, but the drift that I experienced on the Joy-Con was like significantly worse than anything else like I've ever had on, a, on a, just a standard Xbox controller. Like The games were truly unplayable. Uh, on there, you know, to the degree that I, I replaced mine. So I, I think it is a bigger issue for them than than what we've, you know, what, what we've all become accustomed to. Yeah, and they, they're expensive too, man. Oh, yeah, they're they're not like cheap. not cheap. No. There's a lot of reports also, just like right out of the box, they were just, you know, the games, the Switch is playing itself, you know. Yes, yeah, pretty much. The story is like, you know, wow, Nintendo's a great company. This comes at the heels of a class action lawsuit as well. So this is actually a move that Nintendo had to make uh, because it's it's an obvious issue. So thankfully they decided, hey, instead of fighting this in court, let's just uh, let's just fix it. Let's just do the right thing. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, that, <laughs> it, it came up pretty quickly. Like Kotaku had an article maybe three days before that one that you guys just read talking mm-hmm. about the stick drift, and then all of a sudden there was a resolution. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's pretty good. It, it's interesting because um, Nintendo is is two different beasts um, depending on your input device, right? So if you really want precision and you really want to be playing a game like correctly, then you you know put in uh their pro controller or some version of the pro controller mm-hmm. um the joy cons they're fun but they they're definitely not like a precision device right they're oh, no it's way. not like playing an xbox or a playstation yeah. so it's it is interesting like and my experience i should you know my background with it is like mario kart and mario odyssey and right. smash bros and stuff like that so the, the games that lend themselves to uh, that device and its standard yeah. controllers. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I tried to play Warframe on uh, the Switch, and and I could not because the Joy Cons just are not, like you said, precise enough to do that. Someone had mentioned playing um, with the uh, Pro controller on the Switch, but then I, I, 
that defeats the purpose to me, right? Like, like, well, I, then I'll just play on my Xbox. <laughs> I have all the things on my Xbox. I'll just play it on there. But yeah, the, the, the Joy-Cons definitely are a problem. So moving on, boys, the original Doom 1, 2, and 3 are coming to the Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation 4. So this got announced at QuakeCon 2019, and it's pretty cool. They're going to be 5 bucks each. Not too bad to relive those old experiences. Have any of you guys played, like back in the day, Doom 1, 2, or 3? Yeah, I, I played a lot of Doom 1 and had all the cheat codes to play yeah. uh, Doom 1. Yeah, yeah, I was also a, a Doom player back in the day. Yeah, I had a friend who had a computer that had Doom installed on it, and that was about my extent of experience back then. You were Doom 1 adjacent. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, I always get Doom 1 and Duke Nukem and Wolfenstein. All like all three of those games just kind of blend together in my brain uh, into like the same game. You know what I mean? Doom's the darker one. But yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, you know what? I didn't I didn't really play much uh, of the of the original or the, you know, the first three Dooms. Duke Nukem was it was definitely a game changer in that era of games like it was it really like pushed the bar of PG games I think even more than Doom did even though Doom had all the gore and stuff Yeah this story is kind of funny because they had uh you were able to play Doom I think it was 1 and 2 from the 360 there's like the the they're on the backwards compatibility list on Xbox and as soon as this got announced they got uh removed like support for them was removed. So they're like, oh, you got to buy it again. It's like, wait a second. I could play this on my Xbox One right now. Uh, so Bethesda went ahead and said, <laughs> uh, oops, that was a mistake. Uh, we're going to fix that right mm -hmm. away. And another thing came up was that uh, each of these games, one, two, three, required you to sign up for a Bethesda account. And whenever you launch the game, you would have to launch it and connect to their server. And as opposed to playing offline, which, you know, nobody liked. And again, right. Bethesda just uh, sent a tweet out, I think it was today, saying, oh, we're sorry about this. This is, um, they didn't say it was not intended, but they did say that they're going to fix it. They're, they're working on a fix now so that you do not have to have a Bethesda account. And it's funny to me that Bethesda keeps doing these little things that people don't like. What's up with yeah, you, Bethesda? Yeah. I wonder if I can get like a Doom canvas bag. <laughs> it's not going to be canvas, Fluffy. We've already established. I'll give you a cheap trash bag. Yeah, Bethesda's been taking a couple of L's lately. Though it does sound like uh, ESL's better than it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to... Uh, I had a thought, guys, and it ran away from me. Do you want to go find it and we'll keep going? Yeah, yeah, you guys keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, let's just move on to the next story. Uh, let's next do it. up, Grand Theft Auto's Diamond Casino and Resort is out now. Mm. Do, do either of you guys play Grand Theft Auto at all? No, I can't. I played, like, through the story and then. Put it down. Never came back. Yeah. So I, I've spent maybe like 20 minutes in the multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. I, I only ever played the uh, the story. I never, ever did online. 
Yeah, it's just not my kind of game. So I don't know, but this is kind of funny. This expansion we've know we've known that they've been working on bringing some type of casino into the game for a long time, and they they finally did it. And it has, I mean, it's has blackjacks, slot machines, any kind of like gambling thing you could think of. I think it even has like horse betting and stuff. It's Can pretty you play crazy. War? What's that? War. Because I, last time I was in Vegas, played war for $50 a hand. That oh, was fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I don't know if they have war. They... they do have penthouses, though. Yeah, they, I was telling you, Manny, when, when we were talking uh, about this earlier in the week, that uh, this is so gross, you know, that <laughs> that just the, like, they've already, they're st- they are inventing, they're not inventing ways, but that now they're, they're taking like real, you know, like there's Vegas, there's real actual casinos. You know what? Let's take those things and put them in our virtual world and charge people money to, to participate in, in, in this stuff. It's just like, I don't like any of it, man. The way, you know, especially Rockstar, you know, yeah. how they're monetizing their game. It's, uh, it's it's scary, man. Like something really has to be done about this because Yeah, they, they have figured out a way to stay on top for a long time. This is like GTA, it's not even like in this generation of consoles. Those it it's like super old, right? But they're still pumping out content and it's it's getting people to keep playing and keep spending. And that that's kind of where the controversy comes in because having like it like an 18 plus game where there's a casino that you can use your in-game money to buy chips and to play i don't see any problem with that at all that seems fine to me but the problem comes in is uh when you can actually spend your real money to buy chips and to play that way uh, yeah which is crazy because you you can't cash out to get any money so it's like real casino designers are mm-hmm. like this is the holy grail where you get people to part with their cash but you yeah. have no, you never have to give it back. No loss. There's yeah. no loss for them. Yeah. Is that how they? Is that how they're able to side skirt the gambling laws? Because you can't actually win anything. You can't like cash out. There's no monetary value. value. Yeah. And we just heard yeah. that. Um, who was it? EA. They were out in um, Parliament on the other side of the earth, and uh, yeah, they mm-hmm. they were ruled that they're that it's not to, like loot boxes. And it's not gambling yeah. because there's no monetary value. And although they understand this needs some kind of attention because there's some abusive practices going on where people need protection, especially young children. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. But th- they're saying, hey, this isn't technically actual gambling because there's no cash out. Like you can't get any money back. You're just paying for this virtual experience. But can you get any closer to gambling than having an actual casino? Yeah, it's that's um, that's definitely them preying on people, I think. All right. (laughs) I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit. All right, Uh, let's do it, dude. But I guess my question is, why is it a problem? Like they create a game. Mm -hmm. They tell you up front, hey, you have to pay real money for this. And then you make the choice to actually pay the real money for it. The argument is, yeah, younger people, kids, and stuff like that could fall prey to it, but isn't there some level of responsibility on the people around those kids to keep them from uh, spending their cash? 
Well, or even playing the game, right? Because a kid isn't supposed to be playing. Yeah, it's uh, it's rated N for mature. Right. And, you know, that that should mean something, but a lot of times it doesn't. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, Nips, I totally see and appreciate what you're saying, man, because, yeah, it's like, hey, we're all adults here. You can spend money on this or not. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it. I spent, I don't even know, probably close to like $800 on FIFA 16 in terms of buying, you know, packs and cards to play Ultimate Team. Yeah. So I certainly got, I certainly got hooked with it, but nobody forced me to click the uh, confirm button and nobody forced me <laughs> to put my credit <laughs> card number in there. I did yeah. it all on my own volition. I regretted it afterwards, but... Right. Uh, it was an important lesson of becoming an adult to, you know, be able to lay off the temptation and only spend money on stuff you actually get value out of. Yeah, I, you know, I think, I think the the angle I was coming from was that, yeah, you can't win money, right? Like you can't, you can't go and gamble and walk away gaining money, but you can still gamble and win something, and so it opens up that door of people being able to go in without spending any money, go in with their in-game currency, spend that, and then have a streak of quote-unquote bad luck, use real money to get them back into the game, and then earn more money for in-game spending. And that's value. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's value to that. Yeah, you can't put cash in your pocket, but it's still like a form of gambling that's going to allow you to spend stuff in game and it is different than regular gambling and i in a way think it's better than loot boxes um but i definitely see how people with gambling problems could get hooked on it pretty easily yeah well and and see for me like the concern is uh, you know and i I, i'll say this and then we'll we'll i'm happy to move on manny because i know we've got a lot of talk about we can spend a lot of time here but my issue with with everything not just this this is just an example of you know, many issues uh, that that we've we've encountered with microtransaction. Yeah, microtransaction everybody's doing it, right? In in AAA games, right? It, my issue is the redrawing of the lines, right? Like a couple of episodes ago, or uh, Nips, you mentioned FIFA. Like FIFA historically was always, you know, like almost a reskin and then they gave you the game and you had the game you had the players you had everything you wanted to have in there and you played online and you had those teams right but they redrew the lines and decided well no now we're going to change the rules and you have to give us all of the money right and and they're not even doing a one-for-one transaction they're not saying hey here's a player give you know give me some money here's the player or here's access to that team or whatever right it's card packs that you know that that feed into that psychological, you know, dopamine loop, right? That they all tap into, right? They get us into that dopamine cycle and that's what keeps us playing just regardless. But now they're getting that money out of us, right? And so that's my issue, right? Is that they're redrawing these lines and we let that happen, right? Why did we ever let that happen, you know? And I know there's discussions about, well, it costs money to make video games, this that, and the other games have been sixty dollars for the better part of twenty five years, right? But there, but there's no overhead now either, right? Like most of those trans, like most of the 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 media that they 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 give me my games now is all digital, 
right? I'm not buying a disc or a box or any of that stuff. They're not manufacturing that stuff for me, right? So that saves them money. They have software that generates a, a lot of these things that they used to spend money uh, having someone program a building and build a whole city. Now this, they have software just generating that stuff for them, you know what I mean? So how much does it actually cost them to reskin FIFA every year or Madden or any of that stuff. <laughs> right. And then get more and more money every year. It's, it's like, it, I mean, why would they stop, right? Like, they're not incentivized to stop. It's crazy. They're making billions out of that. But I just, that's my issue, right? Is that they're redrawing, they, they redrew the lines and, and we had no input. You know what I mean? Where I think, like, hey, you, you know, is it expensive to make your game? Yes. Okay, well, what's the new price? Raise the price, but they don't want to raise the price. Right. They want exactly. to do exactly what they're doing right now. So that's my whole issue with it, man. Yeah, no, I, it's totally understandable. And mm -hmm. it is, it's shady. And the only way it changes is if people actually, you know, stop buying the microtransactions. Yeah. But then the Destiny thing. releases the thriller dance, and I'm like, hey, take my money. <laughs> take your please <laughs> take my money. I know. I know. Dude, and we've had this discussion. I mean, it's an ongoing discussion on our show, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, hope we'll keep an eye on it, right? We'll see. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. And we'll, gambling uh, laws have kept Rockstar from adding the gambling portion of this expansion, from uh, adding it from 54 different countries. That's a lot. Oof. So there's there's a lot of countries that have said no for this type of games, especially because you can, you know, you buy shark cards with the real money, change that into your your casino chips and then you're off to the races right there. So that they're preventing that. So what Rockstar have done is that just that the whole gambling portion in the casino is just shut down. It's like it's closed for business. But what's funny is that there's even some countries where you can't even take advantage of some of the other things. Like if you have enough money to get the penthouse, you can't even do it. It's just all closed. So it's Ooh. funny because instead of Rockstar saying, okay, this is an expansion that we're releasing for our customers. And we're going to, instead of just saying, okay, well, we'll just have the, the chip separate and we'll, we'll figure out a way so that you can't use real money to actually play the casino instead of doing that they just put a big close sign and the reason why is they they i think this is my opinion i think they want those customers to say hey look this is something that other countries have and and it's not available to me they just have this big close sign i can't enjoy it so what are these people going to do they're going to just use a vpn they'll use a vpn yeah, and they'll try out this yeah. new content and you know they'll figure out a way and, you know, and I do think that like Rockstar, the, the CEO of, of Take Two said, you know, we have un under monetized GTA. We've yes. under monetized. So they're uh. leaving a door open to, to say, hey, let's see if we can get some of that money. You know, that that's kind Sweet. of a, a, not a giving Rockstar and the benefit of the doubt here as far as those other countries go. But they could have easily have opened it up and made a way for those players to enjoy this new expansion. The expansion is called Diamond Casino and Resort. To, to enjoy this without having to spend money at all, but instead they just put up a sign that says uh, we're closed. That's crazy. I love the lawyer. I love the lawyer speak that happens too when you start asking them for explanations. You know, they start throwing stuff out like, "Well, we don't want to ruin the experience of our paying customers." <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. On the flip side. I was gonna say ruining the experience of their paying customers, but uh, none of the four of us play, so. 
<laughs> that's true. I guess. Uh, that's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> if, if the paying customers want to pay for it, uh, good for them, even if it does feel a little bit sketchy. <laughs> right. So okay. speaking of microtransactions, this is an interesting story. Uh, sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is actually going strong right now. And it is a game that has picked up a lot of popularity. It it released kind of like at the, you know, it didn't have a great release because it had a lot of bugs, a lot of problems. But it it has just continued to get better to improve over time. And a lot of people like it. They're adding microtransactions where they've never had them before. While there are various legitimate criticisms to make against Rare's Sea of Thieves, you can't say the game has been over monetized until now the game has been free of microtransactions and other such nickel and diming but it couldn't last forever rare has always said they were planning a micro microtransaction store and it seems it's finally going to be launching soon see if these executive producer joe meat discusses the upcoming microtransaction store and some of the premium goodies it will sell in the game's latest developer update. We never want to do anything that provides any sort of power advantage or anything. We're never going to sell any sort of power in Sea of Thieves. We're never going to sell anything that separates players. We love people being together in Sea of Thieves, and that same idea applies to our digital business. We want it to be completely optional, so you don't have to buy into this if you don't want. And we, and we want you to know what you're going to be buying. So there will be, there will never be any kind of loot box mechanic that's hidden away from you. Those are our principles. My question is, are they going to have, uh, surprise mechanics? <laughs> no, no, no surprise mechanics. And I thought this was interesting. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this story is uh, Layman Games. Mm-hmm. They have a pretty popular YouTube channel. And they were talking on their last roundup show about Gears 5 and how Gears 5 is going to have microtransactions, something similar to this. And they were really upset saying, you know, Microsoft is in a bad spot. They really need to be putting the best foot forward with their first party titles. There's no room for microtransactions in a first party title. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take because I, I don't agree whatsoever. I think, you know, if you're making they play a game. Gears 4? No, I guess not. Because Gears 4 was rife with microtransactions. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. My understanding is that they're dialing the microtransactions back from that, right? Quite a bit. In, in this new iteration. There's direct purchases now, so no kind of loot boxes or anything like that. You can pay to unlock heroes in there, or you can just, you know, do it naturally through gameplay, which is, I think it's a better option because to me it's it's kind of fun to play and to get rewarded with something as you're playing. It's kind of... A part of the game but i guess you can pay to uh to remove that potential fun from yourself if you want i don't know mm-hmm. but i mean i don't know this seems fair to me like i don't have any problem with sea of thieves oh by the way uh that story was from wccf tech andy's favorite news sites yes <laughs> Yeah, yes, I don't. Is. I don't think there's any issue with Sea of Thieves having this type of microtransaction. 
Um, so what, what do you guys think? Like just contrasting it with Rockstar's doing with their titles. I certainly, uh, I like the way they're doing it. It seems like it's more conducive to the players and it's less of a, you know, crapshoot. I guess I'm in the probably one side of the spectrum where I think both of them are fine. But uh, to me, if you're doing one of the two, I'd rather you do it the way Sea of Thieves is because that's much more beneficial to the player. Yeah, I think so. I really don't have a problem with with people doing microtransactions the right way like i'm i'm all about supporting a developer if you believe in the game so it sounds like they have a better approach yeah and i think they're just selling like pets and emotes and cosmetics to begin with so whatever i i, I think you know like um my favorite or the 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 version of a microtransaction store that i've liked the most has been um Division 2, right? Where all cosmetics, there's a very direct route of getting that stuff in-game. And there are some direct purchases, right? Um, none of that stuff gives you power. It doesn't uh, affect gameplay in any way. Um, so I like that. I really do. Uh, Bungie is another, I think, example of where... Now, certainly when they started, there was a lot of sketchiness there, right? But the way it is now seems to be um, the least invasive version of that microtransaction, or yeah, that microtransaction store because, you know, in-game, just playing, there's a direct way of getting uh, some of those items while still random. Uh, there's bright dust in there, right? They, they you know, and they're constantly kind of tweaking. So uh, when it's like that, and there are some direct uh, purchase options. Now the cost, right? What, the, how they price those items, uh, you know, seems kind of crazy. But still, it's a, it's a, it's a transaction, right? If if any of us here, you know, Nips, you you kind of threw yourself on on that grenade a little bit earlier. But any of us, right? I'm I'm certainly, uh, you know, in the past. I've purchased, uh, you know, emotes or, or, you know, items in there that, that I wanted. Uh, but they give it to us directly now, right? Th- those are my favorite versions of these microtransaction stores. And hopefully this one will be that way. I do see what laymen are saying with uh, Microsoft. I, I was hoping that with all the Game Pass stuff that Microsoft was doing, they were... Uh, I, I, I was what I was hoping that would be was a, a different way of monetizing your games that's consumer friendly and hopefully makes money for um, you know in this case Microsoft and the developers. But that might just be a pipe dream, right? I don't know how you know how lucrative that is, and certainly compared to having an actual microtransaction store in your in your game. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Warframe is my. My ideal world for all games would be the Warframe setup Mm -hmm. where you can sell your stuff for platinum and then use that platinum to buy stuff. And so you get rewarded for playing the game and you can actually get that currency while playing or you can buy the currency if you don't have the time for it. Like, that's my ideal world, but I don't know how actually, you know lucrative that is for game companies good enough to keep warframe afloat but oh, yeah. maybe for a triple a it's a different story i'm not gonna tell you how much i've spent 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, some companies do. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this, right? Like World of Warcraft, they have it's a fifteen dollar a month subscription just to play the game, but you could earn gold in the game, and then you could actually sell that gold for uh, like Blizzard bucks, and you can use those Blizzard bucks on Blizzard's website and use that to buy their other games and use that to buy items in their other games or even buy like t-shirts or whatever blizzard sells you can you can use mm -hmm. just by and you could actually use that gold to pay for your monthly subscription as well so like oh, wow. that's a really cool way to do it as well if you play the game if you're playing wow a lot and you're making gold you know how to make gold then you'll never have to pay for a single thing which is yeah. which is really great because well there's always someone willing to buy that gold from you so mm. it's funny like path of exile also has a pretty interesting way their stuff is all cosmetic it's all direct purchase they do have one loot box thing uh whenever they have like a new outfit or something uh but it'll be in the loot box for a certain amount of time and then it goes over to direct purchase after a certain amount of time and it's all cosmetic and it's a free game so there's a lot mm. of good ways to do it and it's and i think it's pretty obvious to everyone the ways uh, th that some companies do it are just, they're just better. They just feel better. Mm -hmm. Just don't right. do it the way EA does it. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the triple dip, the infinite yeah. dip. They just keep on going back to that well, man. Yeah, they figure out a way to get you to pay for the thing over and over and over again. It's crazy. That's right. Well, good times. I think that's been a lot of fun talking about spending extra money on video games. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Destiny 2. Destiny 2 Solstice of Heroes is upon us. Solstice of Heroes is a great tradition among Guardians. It's a chance for us all to reflect on past hardships and celebrate the resilience of humanity's foremost defenders. All players of Destiny that's 2... That's guys. Yes. <laughs> All players of Destiny 2 are welcome <laughs> to participate in this event, which will begin on July 30th and run until August 27th. Anthony, no. You're not. Your yeah. name is not. I don't. Yeah, I want to Dude, be I did Anthony this before and I don't even know Anthony. <laughs> All right. Andy, I'm going to hand over the, uh, the keys here and uh, you drive us through this this uh destiny neighborhood because everybody uh, buckle up buckle up dude Ooh, i haven't played destiny since like two months after destiny 2 came out like i was no, like you played forsaken nope. there for a little bit did i oh i did i forgot yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah i you did play forsaken <laughs> for a little bit yeah yeah the dreaming city yes yeah that was yeah. that was that was quick that was quick yeah but uh here we go become more powerful let the energy of this uh, community flow. Each day, the event will feature one of three elements, solar, arc, and void. Elemental kills will award you with elemental orbs. Picking up these orbs will let you complete objectives to upgrade your armor. You can create whatever orbs you need for the objectives you are working to achieve. You can also collect 30 orbs that, that match the daily element to apply an elemental buff for a brief time. So... What does this mean? Well, these don't they they give you like some kind of a bonus to whatever your your element is, right? I think yeah, we should ask like the guys that different. actually play. 
Well, it's new because last uh, last summer Solstice of Heroes was different, but mm. uh, this time around it definitely has uh, it. Like when you get fully charged, it does certain things to your your character. So mm. it's going to be fun to see. I haven't yes. actually, yeah, we've never actually done it yet. Okay. but uh, I'm all about. It looks really fun. So this is not that um, mechanic that they just had wherever people were like buffing their grenades and stuff no they were smart this time so they made it so that this is pve only no not not be oh no no i'm sorry i'm sorry it won't be in comp or gambit prime okay so you will be able to do this in quick play and regular gambit and it's kind of a big deal so um i was uh i was pulling it up so the solar elemental buff um when you equip your solar subclass and weapons and grenade uh, for solar orbs um, and you collect them, you get the power. And while empowered, you emit a burning wave of energy that damages everything around you. Okay? So you just have this constant, like, solar flare is what I understand. That one's all right. Mm-hmm. It's when you get to Void and Arc that it really, like, makes a difference. Void is you crouch and you become invisible and you gain true sight plus enhanced ability regeneration. Shut up. So, yeah. yeah so, you basically <laughs> crouch, you get wall hacks, you go invisible. Hell yes. And then, like, your dodge comes back. So, it's great for sniping. <laughs> it's great for crouching with a fusion or, or a um, shotgun. Like, you can see people coming at you and there's no way that they can get out of it. Like, no matter what, you can see them. Now, hang on, hang on, Fluffy. Uh... This is for all of the subclasses? All the void subclasses, yes. So you can be a so titan. So a titan can crouch, become invisible, and get wall hacks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so excited that's about this. I know. I'm just, insanity. I, that is I, That's the one insanity. that I want to play. So arc is cool too, though, because arc, oh, wow. with the arc buff, you get enhanced speed, and you get greater melee and sword damage. So... Our buddy Dex will be running around with the sword hilt, but the rest of us plebs will be running around with shotgun melee, potentially. You know, you can be a titan with uh, enhanced shoulder charge, and you move faster, so you can titan skate. uh, Skull of, uh, or uh, the inmost, no, not the inmost light. Helm of inmost light, is that the one that gives it to you? There's a a couple. Where you kill with your shoulder charge, and it gives you your shoulder charge back? Yeah. That's what that's happening. And then there's also <laughs> like the um the ones that buff your melee already yes. so you can maybe stack and oh then there's gosh. the one that gives you the jug shield when you're running. Jeez. So there's all sorts of combinations that you can do bad things to that's people. That's so cool. And then like add a shotgun in the mix, Ugh. you know? Like yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting, but I'm I'm excited for a different meta, mm-hmm. right? So just, you know, if it gets annoying, it gets annoying, but take it take it and have fun. But right? this is more than just a different meta. This is them changing the way their game is played, right? Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. like, which is so cool because I love Destiny. I played most of Destiny 2, van- all of vanilla Destiny 2. I mean, I was loyal to that game. I stopped playing because, it, you know, I mean, they're going through a transitional phase right now. And, uh, and I'm okay with that because I'm playing other stuff, but I have every intent of coming back when whenever everything is squared away you know um not that it's broken right now it's just 
I have no interest in, you know, Thorn and Last Word and all of the guns that we already had, you know. So it's it's a good time for me to play Warframe and other stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is, uh, you know, Warframe just doubles down on that um, breaking their game, right? Because there's no PvP. And, and this sounds a lot of like when I hear, oh, you can crouch or you get this, like desecrating ability aura around you like that's all like man that's awesome you know and in pve especially like heck yeah yeah, dude let's let's do it you know let's let's break this game let's see some fun stuff happen now in pvp especially for you know guys like you who who take it seriously like you know there's got to be balance in there right so i I, but it's 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 fun though like i embrace fun if i want to go play comp i can Mm -hmm. do my regular thing and play comp but um it's fun because yeah, last time it was it was everything, yeah, and it yeah. broke comp for the better part of two <laughs> weeks, uh, yeah. and it was miserable. Yeah. Uh, so this time they said, you know what? If you don't want to deal with this new shenanigans, go play comp, go play yeah. Gambit Prime. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's so good. That's good on them that they're mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're making a lot of really good moves, man. I'm, I'm glad that they're figuring it out. And you get it for a whole month, so that's pretty cool. There you go. There you go. All right, combat meditations. Eva and Ikora have created a new ritual for you to hone your skills and take full advantage of the new elemental buffs. You'll be going to an entirely new area called the European Aerial Zone to take on Hive, Cabal, or Fallen enemies. This is a new three-player matchmade activity that can be launched from the tower or the director. Your goal will be to defeat as many mini-bosses as possible before time expires. When your time runs out, you will face off against a final boss. Once the boss is defeated, you will set across, set, a, set out across the EAZ in search of treasure chests. The more mini-bosses you defeat, the more treasure will await you. The chests contain solstice packages that you can open with solstice key fragments earned by completing any activity during the Solstice of Heroes. Consider them similar to uh, Essence of Dawning. So, break wow. it down for us, guys. That's cool. I'm super excited about this, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because I think we even got Fluffy, who is a PvP, uh, you know... Try know, hard. A little bit of a snob, but <laughs> snob is the only word that came to mind. Uh, we got him running the Infinite Forest with us in the spring event, mm-hmm. and this sounds like another version of that that uh, will also be super fun. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be... I mean, it comes down to the, like what value there is in the loot and what you can get from it, but I'm, I'm super excited because it's a PvE thing that'll let you grind for a while, and it's it's not a horde mode, but it kind of is this wave after wave of things you need to kill, and that's I find it really fun to do. They've done it right in the past. I like how they're doing their loot system for this. Uh, when I first read it, I was like, oh, come on, guys. Um, because they put in bullet points, rare and legendary gear, enhancement cores, and then materials. And it's like, uh, and then there's a sentence underneath that says, once you've earned the legendary solstice armor, packages will reward you with additional armor. And now you can uh, hunt for enhanced perks. And that's the key right there, because we have one new form of armor that can roll enhanced perks, and that's something that actually makes a difference, you know? You put enhanced targeting on something, you will notice your reticle drawing to that target more. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's cool that they're adding that to this. 
I like that it has nice. matchmaking. It's a three-player activity, but you can do it, you know, nobody's around. Just jump in. Yep. That's pretty cool. And I, I do yeah. like the idea of just going against mini bosses. That's always kind of a fun thing to me. A lot of games do that. Uh, BDO just added something uh, to that uh, to that effect where it's actually a three three player uh, event. They protect uh, like a relic in the middle, and then after so many waves come out, a, a mini boss comes out. You, you get to kill them for more rewards. It's just a great game type. It's it's kind of something you could just do. It's relaxing. It's cool, and that's what this sounds like. It sounds like just a a super chill time, and you could actually earn some stuff that sounds pretty good. Also, the Solstice gear is the first of the uh, Armor 2.0, mm-hmm. so they're redoing Armor completely come September, uh, and the stuff that drops over the next month is the first gear set that you can get that will qualify for this next new world of Armor mm-hmm. that they still haven't explained a ton on how it's going to work, but... Uh, Getting good rolls on this stuff is more valuable than getting good rolls on, say, Iron Banner stuff that we're working on this week. So that leads to a point that I was going to make. Uh, and, and one of the concerns that I had sort of since they announced, you know, uh, Shadowkeep and all the plans that they had was, why would I play right now then? Because uh, just historically, you know, uh, a lot of the stuff that we've done in the past, the moments of triumph, while, yes, they were a lot of fun and, and you know, I had a great time and I'm very proud of my moment, my year one, D1 uh, moments of triumph. I, I have nothing from that right now in Destiny 2. I have an emblem that uh, that isn't even that cool, right? And that really nobody even knows about. I'm sure, you know, you ask a Destiny 2 player, exclusive Destiny 2 player, what that thing is. Doesn't know, probably doesn't care either, right? So, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've done in the past didn't carry over. And so my concern with everything that they're, they're, they're doing right now, look at the grind for the Iron Banner, uh, gear. I thought, well, what are the odds that that's going to come once Shadow Keep drops? And then now we have this and it's like, well, there you go. You know, like this you should grind for, but like I, I stopped grinding for Iron Banner just because I thought, well, that's, that's probably not even going to come. You know what I mean? Like, I won't be able to use it. I won't want to use it. Well, that's right? one of the pitfalls with this type of progression, right? Like, mm-hmm. every game mm-hmm. suffers from it. I think with De- with Bungie right now, it, it's just one... It's They have to, right? Like, they have to take their loss here because they're setting something new up. And, and I understand it, right? Like, that's not me complaining about it. That's just me saying, personally, it's a good time to... To play other stuff because I probably won't be playing other stuff when the new stuff, when you know, when Shadow Keep comes out. But that was that was one of the concerns I had with it, and then now it seems like that is in fact what's going to happen, right? You know, Armor Two. Yeah, and I, it and it's it's happened in since they left Activision. Like mm-hmm. it's it's been happening. Like even um, I run two platforms, right? I run PC and Xbox, and for a long time PC was my main, and now that they're doing cross save, it's like. I've basically fallen off of my PC account yeah. because I'm not carrying it forward. Right. Like the only reason to play PC is to play with friends now because I'm going to take my Xbox account forward because that's what has all the rare stuff. All your on good it. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know? Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's a fun game and certainly right now if folks are enjoying this iteration of destiny, then, you know, by all means enjoy, right? And we, we've all gone down that path, but. I, I am very excited for. I think Solstice is probably a good time to start playing, right? Because now we're getting some meaningful stuff here, you know. 
All right. Upgrading your armor. Solstice of Heroes armor sets will need to be upgraded from their drained uncommon state to their renewed rare state. Completing the armor upgrade process will grant you the Majestic Legendary set. To upgrade the armor, Guardians must complete a variety of objectives on each armor piece before advancing to the next set. There will be a final set of objectives available to unlock the Masterwork version of the set. Now, am I... Uh, correct. I saw a, I think it was a Rick Kakis video where he sort of broke it down. Rick um, Kakis. Rick Kakis, yeah. <laughs> so uh, 14 minutes in, you got yes, the Yes, you actually got your information. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. um, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but he, he was mentioning that the, the I guess the way this armor is going to work is when Shadowkeep drops, Banshee, I think, is going to have your whatever full set of armor you end up with in uh, Solstice as your brand new Armor 2.0 version that you're going to carry forward from that point on. Is that correct? A- am I missing? That's, that's how I understand it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which, which makes it valuable. Right. Yeah, definitely. So Solstice is a good time to start chipping away at, uh, at some actual, some, some meaningful content that will actually carry forward. In terms of the armor, obviously. The, I mean, the biggest thing is that it's enhanced gear. So there's maybe three or four sets right now in the entire game that have enhanced gear. And this being able to roll that and then you can bring it forward into the next expansion and potentially have more customizable options than what you have with, with the gear that you're running now from like a raid or iron banner. Like that's everything. And, you know, you set yourself up for success, whether you're running PVE or PVP, it, it seems like it's a no brainer that this event is worth grinding for. Plus it looks like it's going to be super fun. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And it, hey man, for that armor, heck yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I, I guess for me, uh, I play the game enough. I think I just hit 1,400 hours this weekend mm-hmm. uh, into D2. Thanks for uh, tracking that Destiny APIs. That's really helpful <laughs> for my mental health. Um, but I'm not necessarily in a hurry to grind for stuff. I just really enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. And so doing something different will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also, uh, if last solstice of hero i completely skipped also uh just it was just i think same thing i i I was uh probably playing playing warframe then um but uh that armor it was same time of year right You, you you did your solstice forsaken dropped and then the solstice armor wasn't even useful anymore right right so last year it uh when you master worked your armor it went up uh, five points to 405 instead of 400, which was the cap for all the other gear. Mm-hmm. So you were able to have a head start in Forsaken or the last Iron Banner of year one, you were more powerful than your opponents. So there was a reason to do it. It just was pretty minor compared to having a full set going into uh, the new yes. Armor 2.0. Right as a base to be able to start working on using that. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, once again, like, it just, it seems like they're, they're learning, right? They're, they're taking notes and they're making the adjustments. So, good on them. 
So I had to look because uh, nips throughout time. Um, although I do not have 1,400 hours, I'm sitting at a, a peasant's 1,200 hours. <laughs> Is that across I, both systems? It's across both systems. Uh, I have surpassed my destiny one time, which is quite interesting. Um, so I feel good about that. Is it uh, wasted on destiny? Is that what we're looking at? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm jumping on this train also. Let um, you guys... Uh, I, anything else? Manny, you have anything about uh, all the... No, no, I'm I'm merely um, an observer. I'm sitting in the back. Are you excited about the new driving. stuff, man? Well, I don't know. I mean, yes, perhaps. I mean, there's the new activity, the European aerial zone, that whole activity where you're fighting the Cabal Hive and Fallen. That's cool. I do mm-hmm. like that. The whole orb system where you get buffs. And I've always wanted Destiny to have... Just more than just gameplay, gunplay. You know, you have your supers and your grenades and stuff and your melee. But having this extra mechanic for for a month, that seems like a great event. That's that's really cool. But honestly, I think one of the reasons why I haven't come back to Destiny is just I don't know, maybe maybe it's fatigue with just mm-hmm. the 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 gunplay and the style of game where it just felt whenever Destiny Two dropped, it felt just too familiar to me. It, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I've always had these different hopes and ideas and, and and desires for what I wanted the Destiny franchise to be, and it's just never hit what I've wanted. So, so it's you know, it's a lot of it's my fault. You know, it's it's my fault for wanting something out of a game that the developers just aren't giving. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I am looking forward to shadow keep. That's, that's the next expansion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I am looking forward to that. And I do think that I would like to return before shadow keep comes out and just play the game again and see if, uh, see if it brings that, that joy that I, that I used to have playing destiny one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we'll kind of go from there. But like like you said, you know, there's so many games out right now that are just so good. It's so much fun to to just jump in and out of. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Destiny 2, 708 hours. Oof. Get wow. good, scrub. <laughs> Still a reasonably decent number. No, yeah, yeah. That's not a low number. No, you know what? The bulk of that was, uh, was the vanilla year, man. That's... And that was a brutal year, you know, but I, you know, I, I had fun with it. I had fun with it. Uh, Forsaken, I think, is when I got a little more uh, casual with it, not because I was not having fun. I just, you know, started playing other stuff. And uh, and I think like Manny, maybe getting just a tiny bit of fatigue. Uh, do you want to know my Destiny 1 number? Oh, let's hear it. Well, how would you take a guess? What do you... Oh, God. So I said I was at 1,400 uh, for D2. I have not hit my Destiny 1 number. No, no, of course not. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm gonna say 3,000 nips. You're close. <laughs> 2,100. Oof. Almost on Ooh, the dot. 2,097 hours and 37 minutes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, this thing says that I have... Uh, th- this thing said that I had 1,720 in Destiny 1. All right, so you put your time I in. I did. <laughs> I really did. That's on the Xbox, too. Oh, man. Ugh. 
I could have learned uh, Chinese if I had dedicated that time to learning. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's funny. So, yeah. I'm still sitting on my 300 D1 raid clears, and every once in a time, people are like, hey, let's go back to D1 and do a raid night. I'm like, if I do one raid, I'm going to have to do 99 more. Because ah, uh, I want an even number. number. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. In Destiny 1, I had 774 hours on Xbox, 132 on PlayStation. Destiny 2, 214 hours on Xbox and an hour and 20 minutes on Battle.net. An hour and 20 minutes. That's fantastic. Yeah, I I started playing it on it and I'm like, I cannot do this campaign again. I just can't. So I just stopped. (laughs) Do you think do you think anything's going to change with the free to play version with you, Manny? Um, I don't know. I mean, I already own it. On. Yeah, but there's a version coming out of the, the yeah, new you stuff have that's you have free. Everything. Well, so so what what can one expect to get with the free to play version? I mean, because you still it, don't you still have to buy all if you want to do any of the season pass content, don't you have to pay for all that? I think you can do. You can't do raids. Is there anything else that you can't do, Nips? Raids and like exotic quests, maybe. So this is my my weakness because uh, I'm a sucker and I just throw money at the screen. Um, <laughs> I get that. So yeah, sure. I don't pay attention to that because I'm like, well, whatever. I'm gonna own it because yeah, what yeah. am I gonna do? Not buy it? That's not me. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like you can like pick and choose what you buy, uh, and you don't have to do all of the campaign. You can jump into stuff right away. That's right. You and could you could kind of jump ahead, right? Want. Right. But I think the, there's a free version coming out of Shadowkeep, and it's going to have Armor 2.0, and it's going to have this other stuff. And my understanding was you can play a lot of the PVE activities, and you can play Crucible, um, and you don't have to pay for anything. You know, they're kind of trying to take that Warframe approach to get people... Um, hooked on it, yeah. and then people want to buy the annual pass mm-hmm. for... Mm-hmm you know, raids and special exotic quests and stuff like yeah. that, you know, or things like I maybe Iron Banner you can't play or, you know, that are, are special events. First taste is free. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when is uh when is, sh- Shadow Keep coming? I forgot. Uh early like September. The, September. Yeah, like the second week of September or something like that. Oh my gosh. Somewhere dude. between like yeah the September. I wanna say the tenth yeah, or dude. something like that. Yeah. I know between that and Borderlands for me. Yep. Oh man, those are my two as well. Gears, Gears Five. Oh, we got Gears. We got Gears that we're oh, going to be doing. Gears is coming. Oh, I mean, oh shoot, Gears oh, is coming out. Meow. Meow. Oh, dang it! I made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Gears, but yeah, Gears is going to eat up a lot of time too. Dude, I love Gears. We're we're planning Gears community nights, guys. So, listen. If you want some punching bags to shoot with your old Nasher shoddy or, you know, use your uh, chainsaw bayonet on, the Gaming Adventure Club are happy to to join with the uh, potato thumbs in a in a cross uh, podcast gaming night. Well, because Gears 4 had cross play already, right? Yeah, we're uh, gonna have, there's crossplay between uh, PC oh, yeah, there and is Xbox. Cross- yes. So yeah, because I play on Xbox, but I'm pretty sure I can already play with PC people 
in Gears 4, so Gears 5 is almost certainly going to have that. Yes, yeah. they definitely will. Yeah, they already said they will. Good times ahead. Well, that's your, yeah. that's your best bet to get me on board with Gears is to tell me that I can play it on PC. You can play it on PC. and I assume and wall bouncing is super easy on PC. Yes. It's going to kill me yeah. watching yeah, it, competing against wall bouncers. Yeah. It's such a good game, man. There's so <laughs> many... And it has its own mechanics, right? Like... Uh, uh, so much fun. I was terrible at the PvP in that game, man. But one of my favorite um, modes was the wingman mode. Do you remember that one, uh, Nips? Yeah. Wingman was so, so fun. much fun, man. Uh, what is that? What's so my wingman? brother and I played Horde. That was our thing. Horde. Yeah, so me and my brother I, did too. I maxed out all of the classes in Horde. Wingman, I think, Manny, uh, I would say that it's it's very akin to, you know, sort of what, to me, what uh, what Trials brought to Destiny, right? It, I think Wingman did that a little bit for Gears. What was it, two or three? Oh, shoot. Now I'm not going to remember. Because it was a 2v2v2v2. Is that correct? <laughs> yep. It was like four teams. Yes. Yeah, four teams of two. Yeah. Oh, everyone against, dope. you know, everyone against everyone. So oh, that reminds was, uh, me of Halo. Yeah, that's yeah, great. It was, uh, it's so much fun, dude. It's such a fun game mode. Yeah. It was so hectic. Like yes. <laughs> it felt like you were surrounded all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, yeah. It's like Rumble, except you have one teammate. You know, <laughs> just the one teammate. But anyway, can't wait, can't wait. But Destiny, guys, Destiny. Here, one more thing, and then we're done. <laughs> one more thing, and then we're done. Uh, extras. As with most events, there will also be a new offering from the Eververse store. There won't be an event engram this year. Instead, every single item will be available for direct purchase using silver and bright dust. All Eververse items will be available for bright dust at some point during the event. Good for us, right? Got guys that have been hoarding nips. I imagine you have something like a hundred thousand bright dust in your bank. Uh, no, because I spent all of my Bright Dust to buy the Triumphs for the Moment of Triumph stuff that we're doing right now. Uh, oh, so I went okay. From, I went from 15,000 down to zero, and I've built oh. it back up to about 7,000, so okay. I, I'm going to be all right. I'm not hurting for Bright Dust. I think dust. I have like five grand or something like that. I'm pretty stingy with mine. Mine's weird because I, I split between two systems, mm -hmm. so I have a little bit here and a little bit there. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, I need to ask you guys one more thing about Destiny before we get out of here. Okay. So before I quit playing the game, for weeks I would log in, I would look at my inventory and hate it and trying to pick through what I needed to keep. I was always running out of space. Have they fixed the whole inventory system? Or if I go back, am I just going to get sick to my stomach because I have to sort through all the garbage? Uh, you'll have to sort through the garbage. <laughs> There's more room in your vault if you just want to throw it in there. Is there more room uh, now? Well, that's good. It's yeah, it's 500. like 500 slots. You know, I need to just um, give my account to somebody and say, hey, clean this for me and then go back. Flush it. Honest to God, I'd probably delete everything but like your four mo. I have maybe 100 spots taken up and I realize I just have to go through and delete because if it's sat in my vault for six months and I haven't used it, it's not, not ever going to get used. Yeah. You know, yeah, the nice thing, point. too, is with the exception of your random uh, roll stuff, you can just pull it out of your... What's the word I'm looking for, guys? 
collections. collections. Yeah, you can pull it out of your collections. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think it's like Nip says. I, I, I find it easier to just break stuff down. You know, I mean, you have an endless supply of legendary shards for, you know, whatever it is that you want to use it for. And, and for us, especially Manny, I don't, I'm pretty, I'm sure I'm pretty, um, resource poor. But the, the, what I have noticed in the few games that I've played, uh, here recently is that resources are coming way more into play than they did in the past. Your glimmer, all that stuff, man, is, is pretty important. So I'm, I'm putting, look, Spider is working overtime on my account. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to trade this to get some of that, to buy some of that stuff over there. <laughs> I'm like, it's like he's playing a, 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 like a, what do you call it? A, the card shuffling game, the three card, uh, mm-hmm. you know, game with me. But uh, yeah, dude. I've, uh, I've also, the thing that I've realized now after whatever we're in season seven is that until I get to max light, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, what I have, and unless it's absolutely god rolled, and I couldn't ever get a better version of it, I just delete it now until I'm max light, and then, then I start worrying about it because it's such like a it's percentage points, and I don't play at a level that's high enough that percentage points matter a ton. So I'm not sweating breaking stuff down, and. Once I get to the top level, then I'll start worrying about percentage points. But uh, if I run into somebody who's good at Crucible, I'm going to lose. Uh, they could be just basically meleeing only, and I could be using <laughs> guns. So it doesn't. I don't sweat it at all. Well, and now, Manny, I think I think maybe hold off for a little bit, but at least your armor, right? You can delete all of that now. <laughs> armor two. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Is like. They made armor at least easy to delete because once you get enhanced stuff, and especially with this new stuff coming out, there's no point in keeping any slots for armor. Um, If you're really into PvP like I am, like you you keep guns that look like they're good rolls, and when you get to like 400 or 450 in your vault, you start looking at them and like, okay, I don't use a lot of submachine guns. Let's narrow down some of these and just get a bunch of resources yeah that that is the nice thing is you get a lot of resources and and now you know even legendary shards right you can turn that into other stuff that you might be in need of and and the way the game the game systems are are being tweaked those resources are are more and more important you know so well i have more questions cool but is that a show manny or let's get out of here that's a show boys (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much fluffy and nips for jumping in here with us dude that was awesome yeah that was a lot of fun guys i'm glad that we finally got to do it glad to be here uh happy i only swore once Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah i was gonna say listen we only got one cuss word out of it i gotta go dig up that cat sound yeah, yeah. <laughs> please throw it in there so in if that. you guys have not heard the potato thumbs podcast then type that into your little search bar and uh give them a download go check out their show and uh yeah let us know what you think awesome well that's the show boys thank you so much for hanging out thank you for listening everybody thank you so much to everyone who has supported us on patreon we appreciate all the help and for all the itunes reviews we have received thank you so much 
So if you have any feedback for us, just go to GamingAdventureClub.com and drop us some feedback there. So until next time, my friends, have an adventurous week and take care of each other.